thank him for a new month. Thank him. Lift your voice and thank him. Thank him. Thank him for a new month. Not everyone saw October. If you have seen October, it's purely his mercies. It's purely his grace. We give him praise. We give him glory. We bless your name, Lord. For you alone deserves our praise. In the name of Jesus. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. series for the month and this month is a month of church culture and for this year I'm beginning with a teaching the committed church member I thought you are clapping are you fasting clap your hands hallelujah sometimes we clap like there are marks on our hands clap for Jesus give him some praise Amen. I don't know whether the max has an effect on our clapping. Yeah, if you are blind, it can affect your ears. If you are deaf, it can affect you. Maybe I'm sure the max. <laughs> Amen. Because you go for conferences to the same. When they say they should clap, it's as if when they clap the coronavirus, clap your hands and give God some praise in the house. So we are teaching on the committed church member. 
Every year in October, we take a subject of church culture. You can enter into the kingdom of God or enter into church and be missing and get offended or get bitter or never benefit from the church because you don't know how to respond to this new life you've been born into. Many of us have been church people from childhood. When we were going to church, being forced by our parents, by my mother, we would be in the Sunday school and be thinking about Robocop. And we'll be imagining the, the episode we'll be, we'll be going to meet at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then journey to the West at 11.30. We'll be imagining because they said we should go to church. And it will shock you that some of us have grown with this mindset that people expect me to go to church. So that is why you are actually in church. So you, you, you come to church the way you want to. And sometimes we think it's a favor to the pastor. Oh, let's encourage pastor. <laughs> if we don't go, he will call and say, why didn't you come to church? Let's, let's encourage him. So sometimes when he's preaching, it's like he's suffering. So, so the young call, see a break out the young call. So I, I, I want to teach something that will help you for the rest of your Christian work with God. If you love the message, give the Lord a good clap of hands. How does a committed church member look like? All of us, some way, somehow, work. If not all, some are in corporate, some are private, you work. We have customers, but out of the customers, we have what? Committed or loyal or faithful customers. Do you know that you can go to a place where you needed to buy something and because where you buy from, the shop is closed. Though there is an alternative, you drive back home and come back to the same place. That is a commitment to a particular service. Some of you, your hairdressers are in Dansoma. Some of you, your stylist is in Nima. Yes. I used to have a barber who barbered me for close to 15 to 16 years till he traveled outside the country. I will never let anybody touch my hair except that man. So if I go and there are 12 customers are waiting for him to barber, I will wait. Though the other barbers will be free, I will wait. And some of you are like that. When you go to the barbering shop, there are some of the barbers there you never want them to. I remember <laughs> when I was going to officiate Charles and Violet's wedding and engagement in Kumasi. That day, I went to the barbering shop on Friday and you know, I was in a hurry. I had to go and do it fast and shower and come for a miracle hour. So when I got there, um, the regular barber was not there. Not my original. My original one day with two coins. So there was new one I found. My new love Baba. <laughs> and uh, he's good. Very good. And when he barbers me, I see my face. But that day when I went, not knowing it was his off day. So I had no option. The other guy was happy. He really got me. Hey! I don't know who, who saw my hairstyle at Charles. Charlie, 
I don't know what style was that. He took all here off. And I was going to meet royals, Otunfo's chiefs, the senior linguist of Otunfo himself. I was, in, I was the pastor on the spot, and this is me, Chuck Norris. That shop, I never step there again. Up to tomorrow. He changed my hairstyle. Oh, I Roland, you were there. But, but you couldn't say anything because that's your pastor's hair. So maybe it's a prophetic hair. You can't talk. <laughs> I never step there again. It gives me another message within what I'm preaching. But I'm not going there. There is a need for you and I to become committed church members. And such messages are missing in the church because many pastors are afraid to preach it. Because you hear other pastors preaching, God has called us to build his kingdom and not to build empires. See, the devil has a way of infiltrating into the gospel with very nice logical statement. Amen. But in the next 15 minutes, I will give you some one or two scriptures that will help you understand why a pastor behaves the way he behaves, why a church behaves the way it behaves, why your departmental leader behaves the way he behaves. Because church is not a place for perfect people. Each one of us here has a bat. If you are not an alcoholic, you are a womanizer. If you are not a womanizer, you are a bitter person. If you are not a bitter person, you are a rude person. If you are not a rude person, you are an indisciplined person. If you are not indisciplined, you are uncourteous. If you are not uncourteous, you are broke. If you are not broke, oh yare. If you are not yare, <laughs> there is something about you you need God to fix. If I have a witness, give the Lord a clap offering. The same way with your pastor. There is no perfect human being on earth, including me. If I was perfect, eh, I would ask God that today I want to stand on Jupiter to preach. So you see that you'll be sitting here and I'll be standing up there. <laughs> no man is perfect. That is why you cannot sit here for 10 hours. You'll get up. And God has been sitting on his throne to, to eternity. He is the perfect one. He has been sitting on his throne and he doesn't have a backache. You sit for five hours on this seat, you get a backache. It means that you have a weakness. You need to believe God to help you through. I thought you were clapping. So if you come to church and you expect a perfect neighbor, you are wicked. Because you yourself, you are not perfect. If you come to church and you expect a perfect music, it's not fair. A committed husband is the husband 
that is committed to his wife without a reason. Ask many husbands, divine, can you tell me the reason why you are married to Georgina? Can you lay your hands on a reason? That is how you, you're falling in love with some boys in some corner. You, you, you are hiding behind your mask. I'm coming to you. Pastor, I cannot explain. That is what you told the girl. The day I met you, I didn't, I don't, I can't, I don't have words to explain. Lucy, I just don't have words. I, I, I don't know. I've met many beautiful women, but when I met you, I don't know. All the noise in the world came to an end. Is this? <laughs> Your husband has issues. Your wife has issues. But you don't know why you love her. That is the power of commitment. So ECG will give you a meter. And the meter will be on your house. Not moving. So you come to church, you go back, you go and meet the meter. That is what we call commitment. No matter the painting fading on your building, no matter your louvre blaze breaking, as some of you, your bedroom is a boo-boo, you have chalked it with some stick. So there's a level you don't open the window. So if you have a visitor and he makes a mistake, oh, you should have asked me. <laughs> You should have asked me. <laughs> some visitors who are troublesome. You don't know how they manage. There are some dining table chairs that has one leg, this one leg, and that is the one they would love to sit on. So sometimes when they are coming, you just go and put some things there. I think I am one of those kind of visitors. What you are hiding, that is where I go and sit. So now there is no reason. I hear a lot of teachings. Pastors should not teach about church membership. The church is not for them. The flock is not for them. Yes, I don't think there is any pastor that thinks that the church is for him. No. Are you here? When you are looking for a scripture in the Bible to alert you on church membership, you won't find it. You won't find a place that says every Christian must belong to a local church. You won't find it. But there are scriptures in the Bible that gives you an inference. That's the same way we are looking for the scriptures to say people should not smoke. You won't find it. People shouldn't drink. When you go for evangelism, those are the questions. You look at you find. The same way there is no scripture in the Bible that says that be a committed church member. You won't find it. So, Pastor, then why are you teaching it? Then why should I become a church member? You don't know why? The next time you hear somebody dies, go for the funeral. And tell me you go and see a juju man. You will see a pastor. You will see a choir. You will see some church members. There are things in the Bible that are per inference. We hold them as truth. And one of them 
is to belong to a church and become a committed church member. When you are born into the kingdom, you become a child of God. So the family of God is the church. I don't know how many of you will want an uncommitted husband. How many women here want an uncommitted husband? Or an uncommitted wife? No. Each of us here wants a committed husband or wife. Or even relatives. So when your relative becomes a CEO of a certain company and is not minding anybody in the family, you get angry because you expect him to be what? Committed to what? His family. So now, pastor, where are the scriptures? So I was searching through the scriptures and I was looking for the writings of Paul because Paul is the man who received a deep revelation into the message for the New Testament church and the, 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 the message of grace. That sometimes because the Holy Ghost is in you and is in your pastor and is in another person, you think that you don't need the church. I'm here to see a kingdom general who is not identifiable with a local church. I'm here to see. You want to know why some of the musicians are doing well? Somebody like Akese Brempon is committed to a church. He's now an assistant pastor of a branch in Adenta. You want to know Joe Metal, a committed assemblies of God within um, First Light Church? Committed. So your, your gift is not higher than the church. It's the church that empowers your gift to amplify it. I thought you are clapping. You want to know why Nathaniel Basse is all over the place? Praise and worship leader for Pastor Adeboy. So, the church nurtures spiritual gifts, talents, and graces. So, if you are a Christian and you are not committed to a church, you, are, you become an orphan in the kingdom. I will show you. Pastor, but I have the Holy Spirit. Ah, I will show you. Today, after the first service, I asked one lady. She came to the office. We were talking. And I said, the scriptures I gave you and I opened up. Have you heard it before? Pastor, no. I said, yes. You like John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. everybody can quote. But we need to move from the milk Christianity into the meat. The eating, the chewing of meat. That is when our following will be established in the kingdom of God. So, Paul, we're going to look at some of the writings of Paul and some of the scriptures in the next 10 minutes and I end my sermon. Give the Lord a good clap offering. So we look at Paul speaking on church leadership. If there is no church, you don't need leadership. If there is no nation, you don't need a president. So the fact that there is a president means there are citizens. The fact that there, there is a pastor or there is church leadership means that there is a church. There are church members. That is why your hand cannot leave you tomorrow and come and join me. What will happen? You wake up tomorrow. Your right hand has traveled to home. Can you go to work? You wake up. And then your intestine says that he's going to Kumasi and come three days time. 
You see what happens to the church when we refuse to be committed. Your intestines have been committed to your body. It's not going anywhere so that you can function well. If the day your intestines start fighting each other, you go to the loo maybe every two minutes. It's a disease. Is it not true? There's, there's a disease like that. So if you don't go to the loo frequently in a day, you need to thank God. There are some people, every two minutes, they have to go there. It's a dangerous disease. It's an autoimmune disease. The body fights against itself. So having a healthy intestine, you have been able to sit for 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Give the Lord a clap of it. So Acts chapter 20 Verse 28. It's so, it, it's not so interesting. The same topic, but every service it comes with a different flavor. That is the power of preaching under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The same topic. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. Paul speaking to the pastors. Look at the scripture well. And to all the flock. So if Paul is talking to pastors and he mentions flock, so take it to thyself first. So you are, I, the pastor, have to think about myself. Not selfishly, but my well-being, spiritual inclination, physical strength. So you come to my office, you can't go beyond a certain minute of discussion. Because after a certain minute, what you are saying is nonsense. You are delaying others. So you see, you call your pastor, you won't get him. He is thinking about himself in a sense of preparing himself, maybe in prayer. In Acts chapter 6, that was the commitment they gave to themselves. They said, we will not serve tables. We will choose six people to serve the table. But as for us, we will commit ourselves, we will give ourselves to the ministry of the word of God and prayer. So, Pastor, you have not visited me before. So, you want me to visit everybody every week. When you come to church, we will just start talking about politics. Eh, do you know that Nanado is gone to Eastern region? Because I will not get time to prepare in prayer and in the word. So others have been delegated to call you, to check on you, to visit you, receive them as though pastor has come to visit you. So he said, we should take heed to ourselves. So if I'm going to buy a car, I won't buy a Tico. Because it is not nice you are doing your wedding and they are waiting for your pastor and I'm driving at us. Tall pastor coming out of Atos. He drives. <laughs> Sometimes we are our own enemies. If your pastor drives a good car, you don't know it is to your glory. May bow naming ceremony, then I come and pack with Cadillac. Wine. Cream seat. Then the car packs, it emits perfumes. Judge you are man. Your confidence come up. Where the partner be the buzanga from buzanga pack. <laughs> your joy will be halved. 
<laughs> May you be so blessed that your blessing will reflect in the church and in the life of your pastor. I thought you shout a big amen. So he said, take it to thyself and to all the flock. The flock. So accept that you are a flock. You are the sheep of his pasture, including me. I didn't write the Bible. Maybe give us another version quickly. Our time is up for second service. Unfortunately. Different version. So keep watch over yourselves and over all the flock which the Holy Ghost has placed in your care. But now pastors don't own the people. Pastors don't, and um, pastors cannot control the people. You are not reading the Bible. And I don't think that pastors are interested in a lot of pastors. A lot of pastors mean well. That one I know. You can't have more fake than the correct. You can't have more fake. Maybe 98% of the currencies you have in your pocket, all of us here, are correct. Why do you think that there are more fake pastors than correct pastors? Talk to me. Why do you think? You don't go and buy fake TV. So about 98% of our TVs, all of us here in our houses, are correct. Why do you think that there are more fake pastors than correct pastors? So God gives his people to his pastors to take care of them. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Give the Lord a clap of it. We are ending. Queen Elizabeth, bless you. Today have I called your name? This is the first time. To tell service, I won't call you. That is what happens if you are using the lapel. It's more interactive. You won't be screaming alone. You will preach together. So we are preaching. What will you do if Prince Williams brings you Prince George to take care of him for three months? Hey! You see? You see the dimension? You see how your heart means a bit? Well, like Prince George, the second, second apparent heir to the throne of England, Pastor Jai. Huh? He will use Ghana water. We will import the water. He won't use Ghana soap. You know, the queen sleeps in an atmosphere. I told you, I was looking for the name. I, I, I forgot to look for it. In the atmosphere, the queen will not be in this atmosphere. No, 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 forget. In her room, there are no bacteria in the air. There's nothing like gems. The state is taking care of the queen. That is why at almost 90, she's walking without stick. You are 25, you've not given birth. You can't get up straight. Your waist is paining you. <laughs> How will you handle Prince George? I can say with confidence that you will take care of him more than yourself. That is the spirit on every genuine pastor 
I am taking care of the flock of God. I will give account of Francis, you. I will give account of you to God. In the first service, I told them, I asked somebody, Grace, if you had the car, okay, you had the car. You gave it to me as Uber or Trotro. And you see that I'm mishandling the car. Will you be happy? Yes. So though Jesus, he said, which he made his own through the blood of his son. Another version says, purchased. Though Jesus bought us, he took us and committed us into the hands of his pastors to take care of the flock. So your pastor has the right to call you when you are misbehaving and put you right. I thought you were clapping. Your pastor has the right. Eric, Dr. Eric. You come to church, you jail your chest. Why are you going to Colobo to highway? I've just come. You went there for three weeks for a course. By old to Tofista. Pastor, I can say, hey, sons don't behave like this. Dress well. And pastor, you cannot tell me that. No, you don't know scripture. The flock of God. See that you are not going to school. You are just coming to church. Going to, I can call and say, why are you lazy in your mind? Get a course and go and read. You should not get angry. You will get angry if you are not a parent yet. But if you have a child, you understand the role of pastors. Taking care of a child. You can't look at a child to take a knife. So every knife in my house is hidden somewhere out of reach of the children. So God gave the flock to the pastor to take care. The pastor is also having his weakness. I'm not a perfect person. I also get sick. I also get depressed. I also off my phone. I don't want to talk to anybody sometimes. <laughs> but God said, come. I'm giving you a high calling. It's heavier than your strength. But I'm committing these people into your hands. That is why we call you. That is why we check on you. That is why we pray for you. That is why we want you to be committed so that we can know the state of the flock. I thought you were clapping. And among whom the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers. Yes. So I didn't make myself an overseer. I'm an overseer for you, not over ICGC. For ICGC is our father, Dr. Mensah Otabel, that God made him an overseer over us. But for you, God has made me your overseer under a bigger overseer. So when they said we should do social distancing, I nearly said social media. <laughs> so we have social media. A letter came from overseer. In-person services come to an end. Did we ever meet? No. A letter came. In-person services have resumed. Then we resume. You see, Everybody is a sheep of the pasture of God. But God will always use feeble men by his strength to lead his people. 
For your information, if you don't know, even unbelievers are expecting you to be a committed church member. Someday, if you don't come to church, they are shocked. I'm telling you. Wait, one day God will send one of them to ask you a question. Why didn't you go to church? I end by saying, I told the first service in the praise and worship of the first service, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, during the COVID season, there were three kinds of exits. I've not finished teaching, but at least I've left you on the edge. You are expecting more. Next week, come. We'll continue. And, and he said, there were three types of exits. And there must be three types of recruitment. And I said, Papa, speak. Then he said, the first exit is that many people exited Christianity. They lost their faith. They lost their passion. They don't believe in God again. Because the media bombarded them with so many evil agenda to take them out of believing in Jesus. Some preach that, that there are many types of God. God is not the only God. The Bible is not the word of God. So many teachings revealing the criminality in court of some pastors to convince to the point that I was so shocked when somebody said, Pastor, if I didn't know you, I would suspect that you are part of them. Do you understand? You know, if you are a medical person, some diseases are similar. You can be sick of typhoid, but you think it's malaria. Are you with me? You can, be, you can get COVID and you think it is malaria. So sometimes the similarities. So the exit of people from the kingdom, the exit of people from their local churches, and the exit of people from being church workers, working for God, many of us have stopped. Because we say, five months away when nothing happened to us, Pastor. <laughs> but you don't know that the grace you were serving for a long time was that we spoke for you during that time. And the third type of recruitment is that God said we should recruit people into the kingdom of God. New souls. We should win souls. Then win them into the church. And then win them into working for God. Recruit them. And I pray that as you are becoming a committed church member, a member that is committed. Let me give you the last scripture and we take our communion. Acts chapter 10. No, give me First Peter chapter 5 verse 2. First Peter chapter 5 verse 2. The last scripture. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof. Give me the, the other verse quickly. Quickly. Shepherd God's flock among you. Is it the Holy Ghost that should shepherd? No. Shepherd. Peter was talking to the pastors. Shepherd God's flock. You are so a treasure to God and to us. That is why we do some interventions. That is why I'm not here talking about politics. I'm preaching the word of God that is able to save your soul. Because you are a treasure. What will it benefit and profit a man when he gains the whole world 
and loses his soul. So Paul and Peter is saying, shepherd God's flock, not overseen out of compulsion, but freely. Yes, freely. Some pastors wouldn't have pastored, but if it was out of compulsion, ah, the way their members are stubborn, they, are, they, would, they, would, they would have run away. But we pastor freely. So any pastor that is pastoring under duress, God didn't call him. Yeah. But the flock of God must know their shepherd. You must be committed. One day you need the church. One day you need the pastor. One day you need the choir. One day you need the horses. On your wedding day, you need people. Don't be a bitter church member. Don't be an offended church member. Don't be fighting with other church members because one day you will need them. You may not know who you are fighting with. If you maybe one day I'll take you on excursion to Kolebu and some hospitals and go and see how people are suffering, you will see that you become humble. You will need somebody one day. You will need a church member. Many times people have entered into offices and met church members. There are many times we were in need, we fell on church members. Some of our people needed to do national service so that they don't go far. So that their service will still bless us. They, they, they sang today. It was a church member that helped us to secure them a place in Accra. If some of them went to Swalu, Nangpanduru, Salt Pond, you will see them six months, six months. Come on, rise up and give the Lord some praise in the house. Lift your two hands and talk to God. Talk to God. Say, Lord, help me to become a committed church member. It's a blessing to be committed. 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 Let the love of the church enter into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Now look at Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 as we prepare for communion. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they will keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Yeah. Who give an account so that they can do this with joy and not with grief. For that would be unprofitable for you. Have you met a father who is angry with the son before? Biological son. It's not a nice thing. Who, who, has, who has been in such a meeting? It's serious. It's a serious thing. <laughs> one day I found myself in one, trying to mitigate. Charlie, I had to leave the scene. Because the way the father was wild, eh? if I did raw Fananka, Charlie... I just said, oh, we could be here, but then next week I'll come back. He said, they do that, it, they will do it with joy. I'm praying that you'll be the church member that will enhance the ministry of leadership 
and enhance the progress of this church. Give the Lord a clap offering if you believe that. We're going to take communion. We're going to take communion. You can only take this kind of communion in a church, not in a shrine. It's a blessing to belong to a church, to partake of the table of the Lord. 